Welcome back to Quantum Perspectives with myself, Jason, and my co-host, Iori. Okay, so this week, we're going to talk about a little bit about our backgrounds on why we chose to pursue arts and what are we even doing now with our careers or our degrees in studio arts. So let me start with asking you, Iori, why did you choose to be in arts? This is a really interesting question. Um, as I mentioned before, I went into university for computer science program. And so, of course, for the uh, first few years of university, mainly taking computer science and math courses, I was sort of blindly thinking that I will get a job in tech field, like software engineer, programmer. And, and mainly because that seemed to be the most major or popular path that others around me were looking into. And, but at, at the core, I always wanted to do something more creative. And so I was actually having idea that I wanted to do something in the middle of tech and art or something that's mixed in somehow. And I didn't know how exactly. But then even in the field, um, I was more interested in front end stuff. I don't know if you're familiar with this term, but um, so front end stuff, it talks about where um, user interacts. Is this enough explanation? I don't know. And backend stuff, it's more of, um, for example, how an app stores data or something like that. Is it a little bit like user experience and interaction versus the coding behind the application itself, maybe? Earth. Is it something like that, maybe? Yes, and at the time, I didn't know about UX and UI design, but um, so as in front, front end stuff, I meant something around web design. Yes, web design because it requires coding, but also you need to know about designing and those principles, accessibility, etc. And um, so even in those... Uh, computer science projects, something like making apps. I was really interested in making logos for those app icons or um, planning how the screen's going to look like. So again, that's pretty much UX UI design. And I did take a um, human computer interaction course. So and that was probably the first time I learned about UX and UI design, I'd say. And my interesting, so thinking back now, my interesting tech comes from my passion towards some creative expression. So just like those design. And also, I don't know if you're familiar with these companies, but uh, I was so impressed by 
artworks created by Team Lab, Rhizomatics, and Moment Five Tree. Do you know any of them? I know Team Labs. It's a place I want to visit. Actually, it wow. does a lot of nice、uh, projections and and, con- and themes to each room. That hurts. So I really want to visit when I do go to Japan. I don't know if there's anywhere else,、uh, if it's anywhere else in the world, but I know it's in. It's called the one that I know is、uh, Tokyo Team Lab. So I'm assuming that's in Tokyo. They actually have. Permanent exhibition in Singapore as well. Oh, and they do exhibitions like in different places all over the world. But okay, going back to Rose, what was I gonna say? Uh, so yeah. Um, and when I learned about what kind of people work in those companies, uh, I figured out that. They have background in computing and math, so it was kind of non-straightforward way. Again, thinking back now, but I thought, oh, to be able to make s- some work like this, I was like, oh, I have to learn how to code and I have to know about math. For some reason, I thought that's like the fastest way. But again, I felt more stuck or didn't feel it quite right in pursuing、um, those field. I mean, solely those field. And that was probably the time、uh, one of the studio art professors. I'm not gonna mention her name, but the video professor I'm close with asked me. Why don't you become an artist? And I was so surprised because,、um, first of all, it wasn't even in my choice. I didn't know that people can choose to be an artist. And number two, I thought becoming artist is something that's that's for a special. People who are talented, and I wasn't really sure if I'm talented enough to become one. So I sort of saw artists in a really, really how how should I say? I saw them in lights, and yeah. But at the same time, I sort of had a moment of epiphany that oh, maybe taking studio art courses. Might allow me to make the types of artwork that I was impressed by, not in that kind of large scale, of course, because I'm the only person who can work on it. But still, I wanted to make something that makes me feel happier and feel those spark. So I hope this. Explain briefly about my path. Okay, we'll definitely go into it a bit more later on with some more specific questions, perhaps. Certainly. But in terms not that we've heard your part of your journey or your choice, I、Don't、guess、know. your initial choice of why you chose to pursue arts as a degree. 
mental health. Or were you, were you a specialist or were you, was it just your major? Majors. Major, okay. Compared to you, I don't know if, well, this, I don't know if it's, I'm not trying to compare, but my story is I came from a business background. So uh, a bit different from your computer science approach. I did high school here doing business. I did, of course, I did some art courses like digital art, where it's mm, digital art can be summarized, uh, or is, I'm not sure if it's digital art or digital media, but it's like photo, video, animation, very oh. compact or packed in class. And then we have another class that's visual art, which is painting, sculpture. Uh-huh. So we worked with clay and we worked with paper, of course, and paint and pencil. We didn't work with charcoal, uh-huh. but that's my introduction to visual art. But in first year of university, I I was in the business building and I was also thinking, I kind of want to do art. But I was told when I applied to university that you should keep your hobbies or art that you like doing. In my case, it was photography. I started taking photos at the age 10, not professionally, just for fun. Because I wanted to take over my dad's position as a family photographer. So he would be in photos. I think most... uh, most parents are the photographer in their family. So you don't really get a lot of photos, but I see. At least for me, I don't know if this is true for you and anyone else. I well, not kinda... true for my dad, but <laughs> no, 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 not, not <laughs> that not that part. What I'm gonna say after. Uh, I don't know if you like getting your photos taken when you're young. I did not like getting my photos taken. Oh, how come? Whenever we go somewhere or something happens, like, oh look here, pose. And I always look grumpy. I don't want to take photos. That was the story of my life. And look at me. I became a photographer. And now I like getting my photos taken. And I even take my own photos when I don't have, you know, when you have a epiphany or a random strike of inspiration, you just want to test out something. Right. So I'm mostly in, I work, of course, in natural light, but, uh, in university, I specialized, I'd say I specialized myself in studio portraits. So with flash lights. So I don't have a lot of people I can ask randomly. So I would just take photos of myself. And that's how I overcame. That's how I overcame my fear or discomfort of having my photos taken. Because I'd have to take my own photos, look at the and just keep going. I see. But back to how I moved to art, I didn't, I did okay in business, but I didn't feel anything. I felt very neutral. Uh-huh. So one day I came up with a proposal and I told my parents that this is what I want to pursue. And the marks clearly are pretty good. Wow. So I got a three month trial period. 
to wow. move programs. And they said, if if in three months it works out, then you can move. And if not, then you just go back and finish your degree in business management. Maybe the short story or the short version of the story is the marks worked out. I majored fully in arts, media studies, studio art, music and culture. And here I am, still an artist uh, with a small A, by the way, I'm not of masters of fine arts or very conceptual artists. I'm very commercial, which I'd say is quite opposite of what Iori is, in my eyes at least. Well, but even for me, until I started learning art in university, I didn't know that I was good at conceptualizing stuff. And I didn't even know if I was conceptualizing something. But apparently, a lot of professors told me that, oh, you're good at conceptualizing your idea or, you know, expressing your idea through your work. And and I thought, oh, maybe I'm good at this. But, you know, that's how it started. And again, you probably know, but the professor who asked me to become an artist, she's not the type of person who would say that to everyone. Absolutely, yeah. She didn't tell me. Oh. And I was, not to brag, I was an A-plus student too, for at least for her course. So yes, even marks can't get you that compliment i guess ever i'm not i'm not sad over it i just just to reinforce her point uh, yori's point that she's not the type to say that to everyone yeah i don't know it just happened and when i was given that suggestion it was like whole new world like seeing it as a Seeing becoming artist as a path is, I don't know what to say about this, but I'm, I'm still pretty content about the choice I made. So a bit opposing your, um, opinion on be choosing to be an artist as a path or career path was something that. You don't regret? I'm not saying I regret it. I'm just saying at the time what I was thinking. Uh Being an artist was a no-no, at least for me. I I was told not to pursue it and you should, art should always be done for fun because once you do it for work, you might hate it. You might realize that you're not good enough and you're kind of in the middle. You're kind of stuck in the middle. I've already done... I've already gone this deep. I have to finish it now. And it's hard. I And I guess every, of course, every major or study or field is hard in its own ways. But at least at the time, I thought, well, I have ideas. I have a voice. I can get this out. But the question that I learned as I progressed through the years is, but who cares to hear about your voice? Who cares about to see your art? 
because something that I told our mutual professor is the kind of works that I like. What I want to do is cinematic and these cool YouTube vlogs, which they weren't really a fan of. But that's why I wanted. That's the path that I wanted to head towards after I finish. Not be an artist. I see. I want to be a creative. I heard. And I, I just wanted to do works that. I think I said this to someone else, as well earlier today. Uh, also, an artist friend. I said I wanted my works to be very ready-made. So easy to digest, easy to understand. While conceptual works, at least the ones that I've done and I've seen throughout our time at university, they tend to make you think and try to interpret the works in your own ways. Right. Of course, we can read the artist's intention, the artist statement, the work description. But even after that, I still don't get it. And you don't have. This is coming from someone who. Has been in the program, so you uh-huh. think an artist should understand what an artist's work should be about, uh-huh. because we're told to write artist statements or to describe our work in writing, so that people who are not artists can understand. But I'm an artist, and I don't understand either. Of course, this is because maybe my lack of experience or something else. But that's why I chose to go this way. I want my work to be, perhaps, not as deep, and that might be valued less, I guess, to certain people. But this is what I like to do, and an artist should do what they like and want. I see. But then again. As you said, artists should do what they want to do. So, if you are more interested in making something that's more digestible, then I'd say do it. Thank you for your support. In other words, I'm probably the type of person who's not good at expressing things straightforward. Except for my writing, I can't really elaborate on my writing. <laughs> But for for my artwork, I I make art because there are a lot of ideas and feelings almost that I can't verbalize. And if I can verbalize them, I would have done it already. <laughs> Because I can't express myself well through other medium, I make art, and it's not something. Maybe I don't even see it as a work. Even if I chose to be artist or not, I, I probably would have kept making something, just kept expressing something because I just can't. Live without it, almost. Am I obsessed? But that's maybe, in my opinion, you are. But that's what, in my opinion, makes the difference between someone who can really keep pushing forward and someone who 
maybe just needs to take a break for a little bit. You know, I saw. You know, there's a saying. I I saw this video somewhere where it says obsession will always beat talent. Perhaps. Sure, you have talent, but are you obsessed? Because if you have talent, you're you're assumed to be satisfied. This is the level that I can perform. I already can do this. I have the gift, let's say. But if you're obsessed, you'll keep pushing. You'll keep. You know, it's like, I uh, maybe this is a bad analogy, but you know, when you'll keep squeezing the toothpaste tube until nothing comes out, because uh-huh. you're obsessed. That's how much. That's how much you're trying to, how much potential you're trying to, ring yourself. For that's what I think. That's what I. That's how obsessed I am, at least, in my. I see. Growth as a technical artist or I guess a creative I need to know more I need to do more because I'm never going to be satisfied with my work because there's always good there's always a way I can be better there's always like there's always something I can do better there's always another let's say for looks or aesthetics let's say for a photo and video there's another way I can edit the photo there's another way I can edit the video there's a new transition new technique New angles. There's so many possibilities. Right. And I haven't even reached. Like I'm still at the starting line, in my opinion. There's so much that I don't know. And yes, that's quite demotivating when you think about it. That just I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, but I was told during when I had video class in university that but hey. the real world is going to be so different. Because while you're still in university, you're kind of pitted against your colleagues, right? People in the same room, people who probably care about how you feel when they give your critique. My head. But the real world is not like that. You're gonna be up against the rest of the world. My because head. everyone out there can do just as much, if not more, than you. And you need to realize that. I saw. That's what I was told. I didn't take it seriously until I really did graduate and try to do work outside of uh, university. Oh, but there's so much that I don't know. Right, but doesn't it excite you to t- some extent? Or although I know that it could be depressive, but <laughs> it is exciting after you get over the initial slump or the initial dip that. Because let, let me put it this way. You kind of grew up in this small pool. That's it. Think of it as a fish. You grew up in a small pond. But her. You've gained all this skill. You've grown. You've increased in size. But her. And now you're ready. Okay. This is, I'm ready to go from this pond. I'm going to move to the, the sea. The big blue sea. But her. And that's where the real... That's where... My life begins, let's say. Like, that's where my life will begin. This is where the real big world is. I and you realize you're not the biggest anymore. You're not the best anymore. You realize that everything that you learned in in university, at least in... Yes, I understand it's not as extensive what we learn because it's a course versus a program. Right. But it's quite depressing knowing 
finding out that you're you're not enough. You're barely enough because what you、uh, learned, everybody have learned and gone further. That's why in the courses we're told, this is barely enough. You need to do your own homework outside. Because other, we're just a course, and there are people who are in specializing programs, like in they take film, they take cinema, maybe not cinema studies, but they take film as a major or study, maybe in college or in university, right? Film school, and they've gone much ahead of you. Ahead. So, just as a reminder, this what you learn here is not going to be enough. Right. So I did. I did my homework. I did experiments outside of course、uh, classes, and it still wasn't enough. It was the bare minimum, which I'm happy that you know all that effort amounted to something. By her, there are so many ways of editing videos and tools in Adobe specifically that I have not discovered, and I have to go to YouTube Academy to learn and survive. And do the follow. That's the thrill of it, though. After how much for that? Re- apparently, when I try to do it, do it, I can do it. It's that not、helped. that hard. It's not the wall isn't as tall as I thought it would be. Right. It's that initial belief in myself that really pushed me and motivated me. And of course, there are of course there are friends and peers or colleagues such as yourself. Who I saw, everyone's doing something, moving forward. I'm getting left behind, sad face. But it just was quite motivating to see that. Oh, I'm not the only one. You know, when I talk to you, when I, what we post on when we post our works on social media, it seems like we're doing a lot of better than we might. Right, and we're having fun. Right. I think that's a general belief of being an artist, right? It's fun. You just stay at home, great work. I still have fun. I just don't. Let me ask this question then, just as a way of transitioning. And the big question of the episode is: Art work? Got her. Or is it just fun? Wow, I don't think I can. Answer that yet, but for me at least, the fun part is big. Not even fun part. I just, I just do it anyway. It's not even work because work, you feel like you need to do it and then do it. I just do it without thinking. Does this answer? Okay, no, yeah, that that's answered. I would say my art has become my work, and her, and it's still fun. But I'd say I've been, I haven't had the opportunity to have so much fun with it recently because I'm always. There hasn't been really much space to experiment. I'd say, right. I, the last fun I'd had was probably when I did a convocation work with you. The hell? Because 
I got all the photos that I needed off the top of my head. And I asked, we have some time. Do you want to experiment? And you were very open to experimenting. Nice. So some of the, some of the photos, or if not all the photos, sadly cannot be released from the experiments, but it just didn't seem professional. But in terms of artistic quality, I'd say they were pretty interesting and good. I see. But in terms of professionalism, I cannot include it as uh, like portfolio. <laughs> But going back to you know, art and work, what could you share some of your experiences being an art student throughout the years that you were in the program? Are there any like good and bad memories that you had, or some highlights? What are some highlights of your time as a highlights and lows of your career as an artist, an art student? Sorry, I see. So. Well, I guess in our specific program, because we are given opportunity to experiment with different types of art, unlike people who, for example, um, went through film school, for example, and only focused on film specifically. Um, I'd say it was a great opportunity that I was able to figure out what I'm good at or what I'm interested in. Because let's say if you decided that this is my way or like this is what I want to do, this is what I'm good at doing. And without trying other options and going into it and you realize that it's not your thing, isn't it? more sad at least that's how I see though so of course like specializing earlier in your life could be helpful for some people but for me this time I was given to experiment with different things definitely helped be helped making me more confident in the decisions I made are there were there sorry any works that you are really proud of that you could say oh this is like the new me this is when i changed and i created something that i never thought i would create i have one off the top of my mind i think you were there to see it because it was in a studio practice i think better where we had i think i printed this 30 feet photo paper of just me oh, I think it was like a like a collection of of how sensitive I was I think that was the concept of it oh remember I remember that I remember yeah, that I, yeah I wrapped myself in bubble wrap and then what happened is there's like a sequence I don't know how many photos there were but I wrapped myself in bubble wrap and I slowly uh, cut the bubble wrap bit by bit go ahead and the concept was that I wanted to show how sensitive I was. That despite how physically I might be more bigger and broad, that I wear a very thin armor or coat or layer of protection. And I see. 
so that's why I chose bubble wrap because most people wrap uh, fragile things in bubble wrap and that was me I am fragile but I didn't think I would post or I guess I would print such a large image of myself as of my final uh, like work in university I still have it. I th- I don't know what to do with it. I don't. I'm scared if I throw it away, someone might put it up somewhere. Oh, I see. I forgot what I did with my Zenjis. Oh, so this kind of connects with our experiment. But you remember, uh, for the Zen piece that I made, was one side Buddha? was yes, one side yeah, was yeah. showing very enlightened, calming, and other side, not really. And I feel like that exactly tells my reality. So although I know how to think calmly and I know how to think Zen, we're all humans, including myself. So you can't really ignore your emotions, you might have mentally ill days or weeks even. But then, oh, so now, now that I think of, a lot of my works talks about um, spirituality and something that's internal. Uh, for example, the Give yourself hug, peace. Yes, yes. You want to hug the pillar? Bloss. Maybe that was my turning point. But you also had like projection work, such as the Doraemon's door work. I don't think that was quite internal. Actually, that is internal-ish. Not that obviously, but... um. So when I was um, starting to work on that project, my dad got sick and he got hospitalized. And that had sort of major impact on my mental health as well. And I I couldn't go back to see him. And that's why I decided to ask my mom to um, give me some footage of him being in the hospital or some footage from my house or my auntie's house. Yeah. So where I feel home and connected to the door. And the the subtitle of it is called Commute. Okay. I was truly wishing I could have the Doraemon door and commute directly from my home. Oh, I see, I see. I'm sorry, I didn't understand the meaning behind your work back then. No, that's okay. And again, um, I make art as a stress relief as well. Uh. So, it, and just like... Now we're talking about this work and I can 
go back to the the time I was experiencing it just by having that artwork made. Oh. So maybe it's a way to keep my memory or just to, not just the memory, but just to tell how I felt at the time. Well, that's interesting because I don't think I make art now as a、right. stress relief. Oh. I don't think I make it now as a stress relief. I make it partly, mostly because of my job as a photographer. I think that's I why I make art and I have practice. But if we're talking about the for fun and making memories, yeah, that's why I do documentation or documentation photography specifically. Where I document mostly church events, but now.、Uh-huh. Uh, in Chris, during Christmas, I did a lot of,、uh, like、if, yes, it's still church events, but when we had an outing, I just documented. And I don't, this is probably a different topic altogether, but I realized that I was so busy documenting, but I don't, there's no way, there's no proof that I was there, except that the photos exist, if you get what I mean. That, I soon realized that I don't exist outside of this circle that I've built for myself. That if I don't document, then the event did not happen because there's no documentation. I see. But if there's documentation, then I'm not really present at the event. What the hell? Because I'm busy trying to capture moments. Right. And something that started off as for fun and it still is fun, it makes me happy to see everyone else happy. But it's sad for me because I don't get to be part of people's happiness、uh, during the event because I'm so busy trying to make sure that you know, everything is captured. But that's where my obsession is everything has to be captured, everything has to be accounted for. Nobody gets left behind. That kind of mindset. That's really cool. Thank you, but it doesn't feel cool. I ask myself, at what cost am I creating art for like, these artistic pieces, I guess, or works for people? Because even then, even though at documentation, there is still a conceptual part of it. What do I mean? I still I try to do the storytelling. And they're not always, I guess, the very easy to digest works. Some of them tend to be quite abstract, I'd say. Right. And I do pride myself in clarity and how sharp images are, but recently I'm trying, to, I think I'm going backwards. A lot of the photos are somewhat blurry or there's just something wrong, like misfocused. I'm going back. I don't know if you saw my work. I did this work for photo, one of my photo classes where I have a book full of out of focus portraits.、Uh-huh. It's just a book full of blurry people.、Uh-huh. You can see the outline, but they look like blobs because that's how out of focus the images are. I see. But it made me happy. It broke every. Thing inside of me, it broke every feel. Uh, 
every part of my body and my mind that was telling me this is a sin. How can you take photos <laughs> of especially portraits of people out of focus? It was reacting to it. But that's art. I right. Mean, it doesn't have to make sense all the time. It's just meant to make you happy, I guess. Yeah. But speaking of happy, were there any moments during your time as an art student that was negative or sad? Or was was there any hard time during before we graduated that you found it, that you had a point in your university journey that you thought this is this is actually harder than I thought. In art, um, maybe not as much. Actually, um, I have two courses that I didn't have a good experience with, sort of. Um, one is artist multiple class. I think I was trying to um, design some graphics for a t-shirt because you know it's artist multiple and and I was also trying to make some logo if I memories right but and I was sort of um confident about designing those things because that's what I've been doing actually I've been doing it since the first time I got my own laptop, which is like back in grade seven, I, I was told by um, professor that if you're not good at designing logos, you can ask someone. And I was like, wait, that's not me. I'm not good at designing logos. Maybe that's, I didn't take it too serious though, but you know, my internal um, competitive self, I still had a bit of competitiveness. So maybe that was around the time I started to learn about logo design and graphic design on my own. Yeah, so that's one. Another one was, I forgot the course title, but something around globalization. Art and globalization or something like that? I think so. Yeah. In a globalized world. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, something like that. And again, I, I'm okay if I know that I'm not doing well, like I'm aware of that and getting harsh comments, I'm fine. But it just didn't click with the professor again. And it's not like I even got any specific feedback on how exactly to improve. I don't know if it was my problem or uh, instructor being not used to give students um, proper feedback. And I'm not gonna say like, which one was problem? I guess it's both. It just like didn't match. But but that's probably the first time I felt really stuck and didn't know what direction she wanted me to go. 
But at the same time, I decided that, okay, I will just make what I want. Not expecting good grades. Because from my perspective, I had something clear that I wanted to express and make. So I thought, why would I waver that when you think that you you really want to express at the time? Um, yeah, those two times were. And other times, I'd say my vision and um, others' feedback or view sort of matched. There's no perfect match, right? You probably know, but but again, I didn't find so much issue. For me, it's less about the professors. Um, um, it's more with the conceptual part of the of uh, creating artworks and conflicts with other artists in emerging actually oh so a bit different from yours mine not to speak ill or badly of any of the artists that we uh -huh. journeyed with together so with the conceptual part i don't know if you maybe you won't know but because we weren't in the same video class or photo or digital art courses but a lot of my work tends to be very sad oh. because at the time art was a channel for my emotions that I did not really want to feel. So for example, in video one, we had this, uh, or I guess one of, in our first video course, we had this broad assignment called self-portrait. I don't know if you remember. I don't know if you did it as well. But a lot of my self-portrait was me talking with very, very contrasting light. So half of my face is lit up, the other half is dark. And I just said in this very echoey room, you're just not good enough. And things like that. I would just speak badly of myself. It's just a shadow. Uh -huh. you, you, let's, so half. imagine half of the frame is my face. Half of my half the frame is an empty wall, but I layered it with a shadow of my, my shadow saying that you're just not good enough. You just will never be smart enough. You see all those people laughing with you? They're not laughing with you, they're laughing at you. They're not it's not because you're funny. They're just laughing at how ridiculous you are. Is that your internal words? Yes, that is my internal voice. I can and, relate a lot though. <laughs> but that was quite contrasting because a lot of the students at the time, they weren't doing that kind of work. It was a very, not in a bad way, it was a very good, generic, solid work. Uh -huh. It was really about them. Of course, there were other people who chose to talk about their inner beauty. I uh have -huh. So they would film a mirror. Uh -huh. So you they'll place the, the camera a bit off side the mirror uh -huh. and shoot into the mirror and they would just have to see their reflection, which is pretty good. 
some someone I think used lipstick on the mirror, which oh, that's really hard to clean off. Maybe uh-huh. that's but very very good. But at the end of my video course career, I was challenged by the same professor uh-huh. who said, "I challenge you to make a happy video." Conceptually, that was hard for me to grasp because in that fi- in the first draft of that video, uh-huh. I supposedly jumped into a lake because all I all you hear is this splash, large splash sound, and uh-huh. you just see my shoes put together on a rocky hill Uh and that's all you see oh because before then they were i think i I read this instagram poet quote that ended with maybe one day we'll finally learn to accept ourselves or one day maybe one day we'll finally learn to love ourselves and accept we um accept who we are or something like that and i said after i read the quote i said yeah, maybe one day, but not for me. And then you hear splash. Oh. And that's how my first draft ended. And it was okay, but the professor said, can you make a happy one? I want to challenge you. So I planned it. I was, you know, inner competitiveness and pride. I said, yeah. just watch me. Like, you think I, I can do it? But it, I think my journey in video has been funny because at one point the professor asked me, are you okay? And I was laughing because I thought, why won't I be okay? It's like, because all your work has been very dark and depressing. I just want to know if you're okay. I said, yeah, I'm okay. I'm happy. I think. Oh, I see. So my journey in video in terms of conceptual and artwork has been pretty solid. I didn't really have any mental blocks or artistic creative blocks sorry along the way my hardship perhaps has to do with other people not all of them because clearly i'm with you still but you know i don't know what the proper statement is i think um inspiration starts with imitation or or the inspiration leads to imitation okay so when you first get inspired, you learn to imitate what the other person did first. Right. And then you add your own voice. Right. But I've worked, so-called worked, with a um, few artists along the way that they didn't just imitate. They just did it in a very smart way where I did it and they just claimed it when it comes to quite more technical work. What does that mean? Can you elaborate? Yes, that's... Let's try not to be specific here, because I never know who's li- I'm never gonna know who's listening. Okay. But let's say we were both in video. Uh-huh. And I mean, I'd probably be okay because you don't have a bad track record according to the data or uh-huh. your past performance with me. Well, let's say we have to shoot this self portrait. So our first, very first assignment where we have to do it ourselves and you rent out equipment and you ask, Hey, I really don't know how to use the lights well or the camera. Well, can you help me? I said, of course I'll help you. Yeah. Like we're kind of in this together, but then I set up everything. I do all your shots. And then you ask me, but then 
you say, oh, I, I kind of want to do or maybe a running shot or maybe a running shot, maybe a tilt or a pan or, you know, where you turn the camera up or sideways. Barehand. I want to do a moving shot or I want to do a tricky, like tilted shot. And I said, I don't know if I can do that. Or I want to do, you know, those light uh, swinging light bulb scenes. I kind of want to do something like that. And I help you. But then when you, when it comes to critique, then you, they ask you, oh, how did you do it? It's like, oh, you know, I, I taped it to the ceiling and I just hit it. And then I let it swing. It's like, you did this all by yourself? Yeah. Wow. Where... Really? I've where have where was I? Weren't you even put in the credit? Not for all of them. How come? Not not even for some of so, so a lot of these. There's no proof that I was working on it because I won't be in the credit. I wasn't seen with this person, so there's no witnesses. That sounds like a crime, but it's not. Wow. That's a very extreme example, uh, but I've done it a few times. Sadly, I've worked with people where I troubleshooted, and of course, I don't know. This was during part of it was during my time as uh, work study. Harsh. So there was really crossing this this line of how much am I doing for work and how much am I doing as a friend, but the most intense one is when I they rented stuff and uh-huh. I set it up I did the shots as well and I wasn't really credited as for all the troubleshooting and I'm not I'm not exactly obsessed with you must recognize me you must give me recognition you must uh-huh. you know credit me but you know we were told that you should give credit where it's due. Yeah. We're already quite underappreciated as artists, I want to say, for some of us. Maybe not you because you're famous, but for people like me no. who are just one of those, you know, I don't know why you need such an expensive camera to take photos. I have a phone and I can do it. When my phone can do it. Why can't your camera do it? I don't know. Can your phone zoom in and not get blurry? Can your phone connect to a wireless mic? Does your phone have audio levels so you can see if you're peaking or not? That's just me getting technical, but... Yeah, most of my hardships tend to, to be with people. I don't know. I have a lot of problems with people. Maybe it's my problem. Maybe it's just bad match. But I've had, I've met people who gave credit where it's due, and I've met people who I'd say are a bit more shameless about it. You happen to... I don't want to actually work with you. I don't think I have. You seem to be pretty on top of everything when it comes to renting equipment and using it. I remember you just bring a list, this cart and you just return yes. a lot of stuff. <laughs> yes. So I remember you're signing in your stuff I'm like, oh, this is the Yori. So I guess that was 
my iconic style thing. Yeah, like she just come with this cart or trolley. Like, I hear I'm returning a camcorder, a mic. Like, why did she bring so much stuff? Well, you, I, I don't I'm know if you before. So... <laughs> I don't know if you rented out a, a light before, a whole like suitcase before. Did I? I don't know. I'm that's why I'm asking. I don't remember if you did. You I seem to have taken mostly a camera and a light. I'm oh, sorry, a microphone. Perhaps. And Zoom recorder for some reason. Perhaps. Because recording audio off camera is a smart choice. And okay, that reminds me. So my yeah. first video piece. As you said, uh, I used a mirror, actually oh, two yeah. mirrors, and it was like three when I I think. No, it well, was actually see... you know, oh two, that's placed uh, in a ninety degree angle. I see. So that what's reflected across from you is exactly how others would see so it's it's a mirror reflection of a mirror like does that make sense so it's called true mirror and that's why i've heard about it yeah uh the title of the piece is called true self as in just being there and accepting yourself okay so when i uh, made that piece you know how people try to avoid breathing noises? Yes, Just... like like Star Wars, like... Well, <laughs> and Something like that. I wanted to intentionally record it. Why? Because it, the, the whole tone of the video was very meditative. Oh. Nothing was really going on. It's almost okay. a performance piece. And okay. when I made that, I was really inspired by uh, Patty Chan's. That sounds not- familiar, that name. Narcissus piece. You know, the one um, that uh, she's facing uh, water and that shows her reflection. And she drinks water from it. So it looks like. She's kissing herself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was she You're also the one that did the onion? Or was that not her? I think so, too. The one uh, about, uh, that was apparently a reverse of eating onions. I think so. Yeah, but, that, that one was interesting. But is there anything else you would like to add? Before we um, move on to post-degree. I guess that's everything. Pretty much everything. So moving on to congratulations on graduating in 2021, by the way. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Thank you. But we didn't, you didn't get your photos done until 2022, which is okay. Congratulations on going to convocation in person. I decided to stay warm and not go. That's... That's up to you, so I appreciate your choice. But 
what's life like after graduating really as an artist if you want to call yourself as, as an artist as an artist so there's one residency coming up so within a few weeks so oh. i'm pretty ex- excited for that but um yeah before that i so right after graduation i felt relieved that i don't need to do any schoolwork anymore and at the same time i had a feeling of loss or almost feeling lost in your life because it was still during pandemic and i was planning to start working right away in toronto but i wasn't really able to go back right away but i guess what helped me come back to sort of routine of creation is um collaboration that i did with the professor the video professor um yeah so as an individual right away i felt lost but because of um Working on my art, I'm getting back into more human-like, human-like person. It doesn't even make sense. I'm going back into human-like living. What were you like before? For a while, I was empty. Wow. After graduation and feeling lost. What about you? I felt the joy first like many people perhaps i just graduated but not in a bragging way i was fortunate to get a job out of out right after university that's good even though it was online i was just remotely video editing for a non-for-profit organization and I don't remember. Actually, actually, no, I changed. Sorry, I was wrong. I got a job after... I got a job. I got an in-person job. Sorry. Oh. So I would go to... Uh, I was working for a church. And I would shoot, edit. And I would also research on how to... Uh, just for context... The church that uh-huh. I worked at, they're mostly senior, uh-huh. and the, I was tasked also alongside with content creation for uh-huh. their YouTube, and you're helping to film their media. So I had to learn how they edit, use the program that they edit with, and the angles, just the whole production part, uh-huh. which is really exciting because this is where I really got to test. How much can I do? How much do I know? But another I task see. that I got to do was I had to research on how to bring more youths to that. this more senior-centered uh, group. But it's hard when you have when the structure, the sh- dynamics, and the structure has been set. It's hard as a newcomer to say, "Well, this is what we need to change." Like, who are you? 
to say that. Right. So I was mostly working on the video side, which is really fun. I got to learn a new software that is quite similar to Final Cut Pro, but it's more Windows based. So it's very, it's very nice. It's very good. It's I'd call it cute because they'd have like these templates where you could put nine videos instead uh-huh. of having to manually place them. Uh-huh. So it's quite useful for what uh, the organization uses. Uh-huh. And it has been useful. I finished that job. It was meant for 16 weeks, but I finished it in just over three months. Oh. So I think I was either at the three months mark because I was just working a lot and they told me I need to count the hours, most of the hours. And I don't know, for those of you who might do video before, rendering takes a long time. Yeah, it does. And to be fair, I originally cut up the rendering time because it eats up hours, right? But right. then I believe I was told to, I needed to be very honest with recording my hours. So if I leave it, then it doesn't count as, if I render and then, sorry, I render or export and then I leave it, it doesn't count as working because I'm not there. Oh, I see. But the program sometimes crashes, so I have to keep uh-huh. watch of it. That's so I'll just true. sit there looking at it. I just sit there, watch the the render time drop, bored out of my mind, but I have to make sure I deliver because this is my job. I can't slack off. I'll go to the washroom maybe, but then I just, I'll run back and look. It is okay. After that, I got uh, an actual remote job doing the same kind of work, Bye. video editing, but I was also interviewing. I got the chance to interview uh, some executives of another non-for-profit organization. Oh. I learned how to work with Zoom content. Uh-huh. It's quite interesting because the video format is different from what I we use. I used to work with here. They use a different video system. So uh-huh. you know how here we have like 24, 30, and 60? Uh-huh. Zoom, I believe, runs at 50, which is a system used in like Japan, Asia mostly, and Australia. Oh, uh, I can that. PAL versus, or uh-huh. P-A-L versus what we used to hear called NTSC. Uh-huh. So it was just different. I didn't know until I started working with Zoom recordings. I That's see. also why, when I got this mic, by the way, so I sound... Because I I was interviewing, I'd say, important uh, like figures in the structure of the organization. So I didn't want to sound very bad with my laptop only mic. And sometimes my laptop would heat up with the fan, so I felt bad because you just hear shh and you can't really hear what I'm saying. Right. It's okay. I earned the money back through work. How much I spent for the mic. That's good. That's good. But after that, 
After I finished the job, I was so lost because then I had nothing to do. I felt lost as an artist, as an individual. I'm not doing anything. And then I started my own freelance photo. I think I started actually two years, last year. So I waited a long time to start it. So I finished the job in 2020. Actually, yeah, I finished. I did the job in two. I graduated in 2021. Yeah, I did both job. I did the job in 2021, and I think early 2022. I'm not sure. I don't really remember off the top of my head when I finished it. Or the 2020 and the 2021. I did the other job, but. Basically, I waited until 2022, and I started my own company, I guess. It doesn't count as a company because I don't make enough yet. It's called Jasoto, which is the Instagram that I say at the end of each of these podcast episodes. And I wanted to follow suit because other people seem to be creating work, such as Yori is quite active, I guess, when she chooses to post her work and make work. But... Not a lot of people know that I take photos compared to me. I see. So I thought, I want to do, I want to leave event documentation behind at university and uh, the other works that I do. And I want to focus on portraits and more what we call lifestyle photos. So weddings, engagements, proposals, couple work, and then individual work. Is what I want to do. I'm also experimenting a little bit with product and food. So maybe that's coming soon too. But that's my artist journey, I guess, in a very long way. Interesting. Is there something you would like to add? It's we've it's just it's got a bit long. <laughs> right. Oh, I was just thinking now. Dehan? Do anything other than um, making artwork, but then I think by the time I graduated, I was still helping my friend start up as a UX UI designer. So that kind of counts as something that I did other than art. Uh, and I did some research work for. Again, the same video processor we keep up, keep mentioning. <laughs> She's um, an important figure for at least for us, I'd say. Among I the think few. so. Yes. There's only but, two professors that I that really left the mark for me. Uh-huh. One of them was a performance artist, and the other one is a video artist. Same. Yeah, they those two left such a huge mark for me. Yeah, but in a not not only because of their work and their experience, but because of their character. Uh-huh. One of them seems to be very strict, and the other one, if so, free spirited. Like she'll just say whatever she wants. Right. Like she'll swear she wants, or she'll just say something, and just her character just really bubbled up my university journey right I mean that's what I like about studio art professors they swear (laughs) 
I was told that your professors should not be swearing at their students, but then I also was told, but you're all adults. If you can't handle what I'm saying to you now, you can't handle re- the real world. But you know, they're really Actually, nice people, though. Uh-huh. And they're really not For being sure. biased, but they're they're really nice people, though. Uh, despite what we might be saying, like they really do care. They're just tough on people that. Uh, they really want to improve. What they want them to improve. Sometimes you just need a really hard push. Let's say. But they But weren't I'm tough just... on me, though. Yeah, they were tough on. One of them was tough on me because I refused to use Adobe Premiere after I graduated. Ah, uh, I heard about that. <laughs> uh, word spread, sir. But I'm doing it again now. That's so, good. But I'm a photographer mainly, so I don't really use Premiere that often. I do videos for fun, not f- for career. I want to keep video as my art, not my work. I still can't um, this sort of like make a clear borderline between work and fun. But... I mean, if your work, my work is fun, and to be honest, my work is fun. Uh-huh. So my work is my artwork because <laughs> my art is fun. I see. But videos is something that I don't want to offer professionally yet because it's something that I want to just enjoy. I want to start vlogging actually because there's a lot of. Editing and of course the speaking part, and of the big part perhaps is also the confidence part to go outside, you know, with a camera pointing at yourself, be right. a center of attraction. That person's vlogging and acting like it doesn't bother you at all. So this, despite what other people might think, and again, like we said earlier, as an artist, you should do what you want and what makes you happy because it's your art. I want to be able to gain that confidence on another level, because I, I know see. this vlogger that goes to the same church as me again, and she's just so. She doesn't seem that embarrassed. She she's not a big YouTuber, but I call her a big YouTuber. Oh, because I really like her concept. I see. She would like film her vlogs, right? And. I don't know. I don't know if this is it's like just. She would film her vlogs, and oh, yeah. at the end of her vlogs, she'd put biblical verses that has to that has connection to the video that she made. Oh. So I asked her. This is her concept. So I asked her. Oh, I've never really met a Christian or spirit or religious content creator that just puts it out there. That help. Like, aren't you worried about that about viewers that maybe aren't religious? Like, not really, because she's doing it because it's for for her. This is her fun, right? And she doesn't really advertise it, so not a lot of people might know about it. But I wanted I to have that kind of confidence. I wanted to just be as free spirited as she was or she is in her、Don't、videos,、help. and just have fun with it. Do you think you can be free spirited anytime soon? Anytime soon. I don't think so. It's a it's the goal of two thousand twenty two. So we'll see. 
Right. I hope this experiment is helping you in a good way. Hopefully. I hope so too in the long term. Yeah. But is there anything else you'd like to say before we wrap this up? Um, I'm pretty oh. satisfied. Well, if anything, we could always bring it back lightly in another episode if it has some connection or if you just forget. I think we're just going to roll with it. It's go with the okay. flow. Okay. But it's okay. So where can people find you um, on social media? So I have an Instagram on our Instagram and just type I-O-R-I dot artwork uh, A-R-T-W-O-R-K And my Instagram, like I said earlier, is at Jasoto on Instagram. It's at, again, just to spell it out, J-A-S-S-O-E-T-O. And we also have our Instagram where we have all our links as well at Quantum Perspectives. That is at sign Q-U-A-N-T-U-M-P-E-R-S-P-E-C-T-I-V-E-S. And that's it today for today's episode as well. F- talking about art plus work equals artwork or our journey as an art student and now as fully working artists, I'd say, or creatives for me at least. Emerging artists. Emerging artists. But I call myself a creative because I don't consider myself conceptual enough to be an artist. But that's it for today. Bye. Bye. Thank you.